Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. My name is Drew Lowe, and we're going to be talking about how to turn Vim into your own do-it-yourself IDE. I've been using Vi on and off for, oh, since about 87, I guess. Every once in a while I'd be computing along and remember there was some really simple, easy-to-use basic text editor that I always had to remember the odd keyboard commands for and kind of rediscover Vi and get into it again. Now that I'm doing more Linux stuff, of course, I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, most recently, I discovered some really awesome tools for turning your love of Vim into a real do-it-yourself IDE. If you're new to Vim, definitely hang in there and stick it out. You'll pick it up and learn to love it. I first learned about these IDE tools for Vim from This Week in Django, which is over at This Week in Django, spelled D-J-A-N-G-O.com. Michael Trier and Brian Rosner were looking to move from TextMate on the Macintosh back into using Vim as their primary development environment. So they talked about these tools a little bit, so I went and took a look and figured out how to do it. This is what this tutorial is about. I'm going to cover three scripts. The first is Snippets EMU, the second one is NerdTree, and the last one is Tagless. Snippets EMU and NerdTree are both located at vim.org. And then tag list you can find at SourceForge. It's vim-taglist.sourceforge.net. Go ahead and go over there and download those programs. We're going to be downloading two packages from www.vim.org. Click on the scripts link on the left-hand side. And when that opens up, click Browse All. And then scroll to the bottom of the page and just type in snippet and nerd in the keyword search and both these programs will come up with links and you can go ahead and go download those from there for snippets you'll need to click on the snippet link and grab the first two files at the top of the list there's going to be a snippy underscore plugin dot vba and a snippy underscore bundles dot vba the plugin part is the script that actually does the work. Snippy Bundles is the group of individual language files for the different snippet code groups. So you'll have snippets for PHP, snippets for Django, snippets for Python, all kinds of different things. So go ahead and grab both of those. And then go back and grab the nerd tree. And then from here, you'll want to go to SourceForge, go to vim taglist.sourceforge.net and grab the latest version there and then we'll talk about installing. Snippets comes in a couple of files. They're VBA files but we'll talk about that in a minute. Ubuntu Hardy seemed to already have the correct Vim packages installed when I started doing all this stuff but Debian 4.etch required that I do an apt-get install of Vim full which is vin-full Debian has a startup kind of first settings setup file located at user share vim vim71 on my machine debian.vim so that's slash user slash share slash vim slash vim71 slash debian.vim that's a vim setup file so that will be a global vim settings file that Debian systems seem to be using as their default you can always go in there and and edit things just like you're in the etc directory. Also on the Ubuntu Debian there is a file called filetype.vim 
in your default user.vim directory and that just runs everything located in the ft plugin directory which we'll go over here in a moment. For my system I have a Python default tab settings and particulars set up in my ft plugin slash python.vim file and that's just a list of options that get set when you start up Vim and you happen to be editing a .py file. You may have noticed that FT plugin stands for file type plugin so that when you have a file that you're editing Vim will know that if you're editing a Python file to look at the python.vim file for settings on that particular language and the same would work for PHP files or shell files probably .bash files. Well for now let's go look at the Vim directory. So if you go to your home directory slash home slash whatever your username is slash dot vim or cd tilde slash dot vim and do an ls so do a directory listing on your Vim directory ls asterisk you'll see on Debian anyway file type dot vim a directory called colors, directory called doc, a directory called ftdetect, and a directory called ftplugin, another directory called plugin, and you'll probably have a syntax directory. And we'll go over all these in just a moment. I actually have an after directory in my vim directory, and that is installed by snippets, which we'll also go over here in a few minutes. As you might expect, the colors directory holds color settings for Vim. You can go to vim.org and get a bunch of template files. They're, they're also .vim files that will set different color schemes so you can kind of mimic also the kind of background colors of the TextMate type editor, some others. You can customize your own and, and put your own stuff in there. The doc directory will hold your Vim help files. So if you're ever using Vim and you type a colon to get down to command mode and you type help and some command name you'll get a help file and the help file will be in one of two states either you'll see a bunch of highlighted areas and underlines with special you know pipe brackets around things that are actually keyword tags that let you jump through the file to get to different help items or you'll see something that's just plain text unhighlighted which does no kind of jumping around. And on the docs, the way the, the help works is you do colon help, your command or script name, whatever you happen to be using, and you can scroll over or mouse over, depending on what you're using. I use the arrow keys and JKL to get over to one of the highlighted words that are the keyword tags. And you can hold down control key and type a close bracket, which is a closed square bracket, not the closed brace, but the closed square bracket, and that will jump to that particular keyword. The way that works is help files are set up so that some scripts will automatically build a help file tag list for you, and in some cases you'll have to go create that tag list manually. So let's say your help file doesn't have the highlighted tag list and you, your control close square bracket doesn't jump anywhere. Well what you do then is if you have help that you can see that the help that you're looking at is giving you a help file. So you would open up Vim 
or by anywhere any kind of file and you can resource your help files do a colon to get into command mode and then you're going to use the help tags command on your vim doc directory in my case i would open a file with vim anywhere on my computer and i would type colon and then help tags h-e-l-p-t-a-g-s all in one line space tilde slash dot vim slash doc and enter and what that'll do is that'll go through my entire vim doc directory all my help files there will be reread and there's a little file in there called tags which vim creates all those tag hooks so that when you are scrolling around through your help file you can get that control close square bracket keyword jumping thing to work for you another directory you probably have is the ft detect directory and I had uh, installed Vim Outliner, never really used it much, um, and in there I have a vo underscore base dot vim file in the ft detect directory, and I suppose that does something for that. Um, there's no other files in there on my system, so I'm not really going to go over that much. The ft plugin directory is a directory that holds your, as we said before, your file type plugin for snippets, which we'll go into in a few minutes does is you put all of your snippet code into the FT plugin directory and snippets will pick that up and know what snippets to use for your particular file type. Another thing you have in here is going to be for instance I have python.vim anytime I want to edit a python file vim knows what my python settings are and it gets that from the python.vim file that is located here in FT plugin. Another directory is just plain plugin, plugin by itself, and that will hold the main script that are your plugin script. We've got snippetsemu.vim, nerd underscore tree.vim, and taglist.vim. Those are the main script code files, and those go in the plugin directory under your home.vim directory. When I installed my nerd tree and taglist, two of the files I downloaded were zip files. NerdTree was in a zip file and Taglist was in a zip file. And all I had to do there is change into my tilde slash dot vim directory, my home dot vim directory, and unzip those files there. And they actually, the documentation file and the script file in the proper directory. So it, it plugged in Taglist dot vim into my plugin directory and also put the help dot txt Taglist file into the doc directory and I believe I had to run to the doc directory and resource that with that help tags command to get the uh, the tag list help to come up. I have another directory called syntax which I expect is used for putting vim files that handle syntax highlighting and that kind of thing. Since my Python highlighting instruction is in the ft plugin slash python.vim file I don't have a Python syntax file in my syntax directory. So um, I've got html.vim and bo underscore base.vim, which one would be the html highlighting, one would be bo underscore base. Now that you kind of know where files and scripts and things are supposed to go, we'll talk about the scripts directly. The main one is going to be snippetsemu. Snippetsemu is a really neat little script. Basically it was designed to replace TextMate 
So the way that works is you <clears throat> type in a short phrase and hit the tab key and your predefined snippet code replaces that phrase with a function name and then also places your cursor in the proper place to start adding variable names for your function for example or whatever you've defined it to be. And um, Snippet CMU also comes with what's called bundles and there's a scripts file and a bundles file and the bundles actually have predefined settings for different functions and different programs and one that I was looking at was Django and there's two files for Django one is for templates and one is for models and if you know anything about that um, that comes in very handy you'll need to download two different files to get the latest snippet code originally they all stuck everything in one file but since the code for the individual languages changes more than the actual snippet code that runs to perform the operations they split them out into two different files so the first one is the script itself and that will automatically install into the plugin directory and the other file is um, different groups of snippets for the individual languages the latest files are going to be .vba file that stands for vimball file just kinda like a tarball file but it's vim all you need to do is save that file somewhere go to that directory and open it with vim and you'll get a little instruction depending on what shell you're running I guess probably that tells you you need to source the file and there's going to be a little bit of code there and basically what that is you you open it it gives you instructions you hit enter and you're going to hit colon to get to command mode and then you're going to type so for source and then a space and then a percent sign and then enter and what that does is it runs the the VBA script Vimball script anyway not Visual Basic and it installs into your default home directory hopefully in the right places after you've sourced your Vimball file you should have a directory under your home.vim directory called after and then under the after directory you should have another directory ft plugin if that's not created you have to create it yourself that would be the make dir command so mkdir space tilde slash dot vim slash after slash ft plugin since snippets will depend on a file type you've got to name the snippets files in the ft plugin directory a special way. When I first installed this I was looking to use the Django snippets and they didn't work because the code that's on the, the vim.org website did not name the files correctly so they thought that Django was a file type in the Django framework and actually Django files are just Python files so instead of naming them Django underscore whatever they were dot vim they had to be renamed to Python underscore Django, whatever the file name, snippet.vim. And that seemed to work. Just leave them the way they are and do a symlink to those files without changing the actual file name. So let's say you're working on a Python project that reports where the last sighting of, say, Klaatu, Dirk Schnurkelberger, Jess Griffin, Dan, Alan, Pat, Link, Techie Geek, or some other crazy Linux character are at some given interval. Well, you would name your snippet python underscore klaatu underscore schnorkelberger underscore griffin underscore tlts underscore crazy underscore techie snippet s-n-i-p-p-e-t dot v-i-m and snippets will find your code every time. So as long as your file name starts with python underscore and ends 
with snippet.vim. Every time you open a .py file for Python, your snippet in that snippet.vm file will be available to you. Another part of this IDE setup is going to be NerdTree. And this is pretty neat. This is looking at your file system using Vim in a vertically separated window. So if you've ever seen the Nautilus file manager, you know you've got your files on the right and in a little skinny area on your left, you've got your directory tree, depending on how you've set it up anyway. Well, this is the same thing, but it's all through Vim. So you've got a directory tree on your left and the Vim file you're editing on your right. This is one of those that are in a zip file. So I switched to my .vim directory. I did uh, unzip space my nerdtree file, whatever it happens to be, and it unzipped the nerdtree script and put it in the plugin directory and it also put my help file in my doc directory. And once again, you'll need to go to your doc directory and open up any one of those files and resource your, uh, your help tags. So open up any file in Vim and do colon, help tag, actually help t would be the shortcut, space your vim.directory, so in my case it's tilde slash dot vim slash doc, and that will resource your help file for the nerd tree. And of course you can always just install these things and then go do that part just once and make sure everything is picked up. So if you're already in vim, you want to exit vim, open up a new file in vim, and wherever you are, it doesn't really matter. You should be able to type a colon and type capital N-E-R-D-T and then lowercase R-E-E -E for NerdTree and hit enter and that will open up the NerdTree window. So you should see your cursor in the left-hand window. And then you can also use your standard Vim controls. So if you type a control W and a left arrow key, for instance, that'll jump over into the left window. If you hold down control, hit W, and then hit the right arrow key, that'll put you back into your editing window. So, you know, standard Vim keys apply here. And you can go up and down the directory tree and just type O to open the file. To go up a directory, scroll over to wherever you want to go up from and hit U, that'll go up one. And if you hit T, that'll traverse down one. It's really easy to get around. You can also type uh, GO to go to the file. Do a colon help any capital N-E-R-D-T, lowercase r-e-e, -E, and enter, and that'll take you to the help file. You can also go over to the NerdTree file tree on your left-hand side and hit the question mark, and that'll open up a brief help explanation also. The next part of this IDE, which is really handy, is the tag list. And this has one of the requirement of exuberant C tags to work properly in Ubuntu. So I had to do apt-get install exuberant underscore ctags to get the exuberant tags installed. That is located in the Ubuntu repository. And it's also located on SourceForge if you want to just straight install it yourself at ctags.sourceforge.net. Once tag list is installed, type a colon to get into command mode. Type a capital T and then lowercase list capital O, lowercase p-e-n for open, and hit enter, and that'll open a tag list. And what that does is it tags all of the functions in your file that you're viewing. So if you have a PHP file or you have a Python file, whatever functions, classes, definitions, anything like that will appear as a tag tree on your left-hand side. 
Once you're in the tag tree, scroll over to any of the words in the tag tree list and hit enter, and that will jump to that tag inside the file that you're editing, and you continue editing at that point. Another great feature is the tags accumulate as you edit other files. You can use Control w for window, hit the direction of the window to your left, and that'll pop over into the tag list, and you just scroll over your tag, that part of your file in your file that you're editing. So that is super handy and great part of uh, this IDE. A couple of other scripts to explore, and I'll leave this up to you, is the Nerd Commenter. That's capital N-E-R-D underscore C-O-M-M-E-N-T-E-R. Also available at vim.org. And then also another one called Logit. It's L-O-D-G-E-I-T. What that does, it's what's called a paste bin um, for your vim. So what that allows you to do is post some snippet of code that you're working on to an online paste bin. So if you're talking to somebody in IRC and you say, I've got a problem with this area of code, you can yank that bit of code, put it in a buffer in Vim, and then it will upload it to the paste bin online. And then the other person on IRC can then go look at that, get a copy of it or whatever, and help you out with your code. So that's a pretty cool little feature. I haven't actually used that myself. I've been using a paste bin, dpaste.com, and that's a Django project also that is a really cool little thing. You post up your code and somebody else can look at it and it has an expiry time so that you know that you're not wasting a bunch of space on their server and it's pretty cool. So definitely check that out. Here's a couple of more Vi tips for you. If you don't know already, you've got a .vimrc file in your home directory. And if you don't have it, no big deal. Um, on Debian, you're actually using a Debian.vim file as your, your starting point. But you can have your own personal settings in .vimrc in your home folder. And some neat little key binding things you can add so you can just hit a function key and open up nerd tree or hit a function key and open up your tag list is to use the in no remap function to map a key to your particular project that you want to use. Open up .vimrc in your home directory, you're going to type this one-liner command, n-n-o-r-e-m-a-p space less than s-i-l-e-n-t greater than space another less than capital F and the number of function key you want to assign this function to and then a greater than space colon capital n-e-r-d-t lowercase r-e-e, and then less than, capital C, capital R, and then a greater than, and then enter. And just leave that on one line by itself. To get that to work, you're probably going to need to exit out of Vim, and then open up some other file that you want to edit for this thing to be applied. Then the next time you hit that function key, while you're in Vim, that should open up your nerd tree. So basically what it's doing is it's executing the colon nerd tree just like you, you had typed it yourself and press enter so to open up your nerd tree. Um, tag list has a similar one and it actually has a tag list toggle so that you can click on and click off your tag list without having to open it and close it like a nerd tree. Um, one more thing on nerd tree while you're in the nerd tree window um, if you type a Q that will quit NerdTree and return you back to whatever file you were editing on before you open up NerdTree. So that's a little tip there. For the tag list, you're going to have the same type of line. It's going to be just copy from the previous, but instead of colon NerdTree, you're going to do colon capital T lowercase l-i-s-t capital T 
lowercase o-g-g-l-e and then you're going to end with that less than capital C-R greater than and then just have that on one line by itself and you should have t-list toggle so next time you open up some file you're editing you can um, turn on your your tag list and it should work so this is the part where I tell Dan Alan Pat and Link thank you for um, inspiring me to put this thing out here um, Pat was nice enough to call me up on a listener episode way back I think probably in February or so and um, really enjoyed that and I've been planning on doing something like this for a while and finally got around to it so hopefully I'll be contributing some more as time permits so I'll talk to you later Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.